Our recap of House of Cards Chapter 71 is sponsored by our friends over at True Car. Every car comes with its share of stories that ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, the luxury package you got after that big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell it or trade it in. Just go to TrueCar and enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof, watch as they bump up your value. High mileage, you already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. And once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar today. True cash offer not available in all areas. House of Cards Season 6 Episode 6 is over, but we're just getting started here on the House of Cards post-show recap. And now, here are the two guys who have been blessed with a lot to talk about here today. I am Rob Sestrino, back with Zach Brooks. Zach, how are you? Rob, I am so full from this Thanksgiving meal of an episode. My Mm -hmm. God, a lot happened. Boy, yeah, a lot went on here, especially like in the closing 10 or 15 minutes. It was a good episode, a lot of stuff going on, but boy, uh, things really picked up there at the end. A lot of headlines at this hour, right? You don't need to be Melody Cruz to have all of the breaking uh, stories right now. Or Janine Solinsky, what is her last name? Sorsky? Janine Sorsky. (laughs) Sure. Uh, you know, you pick print or TV, whichever one. But uh, yeah, that yeah that, and I would say, I mean, I don't have an episode rankings, but that's got to be a top ten episode of House of Cards. That, top ten episode. I love that episode. So much happened, um, and it was just, it was a blast to watch that. I really appreciated how much happened, and I was a little, a little weary going into it. I was like, why is this episode fifty six minutes long? It's, mm-hmm. You know, usually they're around fifty two, fifty four, uh, but it delivered with those extra couple minutes. I feel like that the last 10 or 15 minutes, I think, were, uh, you know, uh, pretty epic. Uh, as far as a, you know, a whole episode, I don't know if I'm uh, ready to give it that kind of hyperbole, because I think that, uh, you know, in the, you know, the first 35, 40 minutes, I don't know if there's, a, you know, a ton of memorable stuff. You know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. You know, we're, we're, we're all over the place. I think we have a lot of through themes going on in this episode that I noticed. Um, And I only got to watch this episode once, but um, there are things that I noticed that happened throughout the episode that uh, seem intentional. So I think it was a well-crafted episode in addition to having so much happen. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, some of these top stories going on at this hour. And uh, I'm going to start off with uh, we had three Deaths in a rapid succession here in the episode. Tom Hammerschmidt. We had Kathy Durant and Jane Davis all in the course of a minute taken off the board. 
Yeah, it was uh, very Godfather-esque. Yes. Taking out those enemies. And it was interesting because I forgot to mention on the last recap, but I felt like Claire closing the door with her cabinet in it and Annette standing outside reminded me like the end of The Godfather as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, these I think these are some of these intentional references they're doing. Yes. And that one in The Godfather was uh, taking place during a uh, baptism and this was uh, taking place during a birth announcement. Yes. Uh, not even a Facebook announcement. Just, <laughs> just doing it in person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think, uh, is it possible that uh, Kathy Durant could have gone from uh, Secretary of State to coach of an NFL team? Is that possible? Yeah, I hear that uh, that's the hottest coaching prospects right now is these former Secretary of States. <laughs> no, but it will not it will not work out for Kathy Durant. I mean, Kathy Durant, in her, Kathy Durant in her current shape might still be able to coach the Browns. It is the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, a lot of big stuff. Uh, w w w let me just go through these murders real quick. Uh, Tom, uh, that, you know, Claire was going to meet with him. He's getting too close. Uh, I mean, that one seems the most cut dry. Yes, but I think Tom knew this was coming. And there was a reason that he was so close with this dog. And it is his safety valve. Yes. Do you feel like that everything he knew he put onto the dog's collar? Yeah, there were some keys and it looked like a thumb drive. So um, the loose ends are definitely not tied up on the Tom Hammerschmidt front. And I don't know how well he trained that dog, but maybe the dog knows exactly where to go. Yeah. Was Tom looking for this? I mean, if I'm Tom Hammerschmidt, am I going to like a burger place in the middle of nowhere and, uh, late at night with my dog? Well, I feel like didn't we see him doing this in the first season, going and eating really late at night? Um, we, I'd have to really dig back through my memory, but he's a stress I, eater. Tom yeah, Hammerschmidt. He's like a late night food binger. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Then we had the Kathy Durant. Uh, I guess they had been found. Yeah, that was a little bit uh, anticlimactic. Like all of this Kathy Durant build up throughout the season. Um, and then we don't really see her until she's killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was super quick. Uh, I, I guess it was supposed to be that they she was going to meet up with her husband. But it was like, uh, what, what do we have? Kathy Durant here for uh, 10 minutes uh, to uh, film this scene. All right, let's get this real quick. Yeah, well, and what was the point of, you know, all the build up with the people she's talking to? I guess it was all about just reuniting her and her husband. But like, what was who had Kathy Durant who helped her get out? And what was the purpose of her? Uh, being in this like witness protection yeah and maybe we'll find out in the last two episodes because they do have to fill two more hours okay and then uh finally we have jane davis and we had the foreshadowing back earlier in the season with kathy durant when she cursed jane davis and she wished her a miserable death and jane davis says that's not how i'm gonna die yeah and this was i mean it was an excruciating headache a very bad migraine but what happened here? She got poisoned? Yeah, I would imagine she got poisoned. Um, hmm. And died in her rejuvenation clinic where she hangs out her pod. Yeah, in her pod. I don't think we saw the pod since her, the origin episode for Jane Davis. Yeah, I think it was in the last episode of last season is where we saw it. And we were confused, like, what is this? Is this like a hotel room or is this a spa? I still don't really know where she was. Um, hmm. Whatever whatever her pod was. Yeah, did we establish the relationship between Jane Davis and Mark Usher other than they're sort of longtime friends? I think they're longtime friends. Um, I feel like 
Brennan Fitzpatrick told me after one of our recent podcasts that there was there were clues in the last season that there were romantic uh, his, there was a romantic history between Jane, Davis, Jane Davis and Mark Usher. I, mean, I feel like Mark Usher has romantic history with just about everybody on the show. Yeah, and Mark Total Usher. Player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like the <laughs> Usher. Yeah, uh, he's uh, uh, kind of a man whore, Mark yeah. Usher. <laughs> like Mike Bloom. Yeah, I was going to say, whatever the Mike Bloom quote was. <laughs> Basically, he was a man whore. Yeah, all right. So boom, boom, boom. All those three things happened in a row. And then Claire went to go vomit. And I said, this is very out of character of that. It's like Claire has to walk out of the room so that Doug can go through the desk. And I wrote in my notes. So this is like puke ex machina for (laughs) Doug to be able to search the desk. But it turns out then Claire reveals, hey, guess what? Also, Frank and I have been blessed yeah, I didn't even actually put together the vomiting and the morning sickness thing until just now. But um, I mean, congratulations, I guess there's a there's a new you know legacy for the Underwoods coming, allegedly. Yeah. All right. So can we tr- <laughs> attempt to figure out what's going on here? I mean, one, are you buying this? Uh, no, not at all. OK, <laughs> so is, is Claire pregnant? Um, maybe I could see. I mean, is she fake vomiting? I mean, if she's if she's vomiting and, you know, uh, saying she's pregnant, I mean, it seems crazy to think that she is uh, unless she's doing this all for effect. I don't know why she would be lying about being pregnant, but then I didn't actually see her vomit. Right. She vomited behind the wall. I guess so. Kind of fake puked. Um. I just feel like the time, I don't understand how the timing would work at all for this. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you have been, you know, around a pregnant woman more recently than me, Mm -hmm. uh, which is ever, but you know, like Frank Underwood died. What did we say? Like a hundred days before the season started. And well, I think it was a hundred days into her term. I, I feel like that Frank Underwood died maybe a month before the season started. And we're at least another 23 days because there was that episode where where Claire was shut in for 23 days. So now we're at two months. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not accounting for any other time in the season. Um, so, you know, maybe she's at two and a half months, three months. I feel yeah. like wouldn't she be showing by that by now? Like, wouldn't well, we have a little let's more clues? Forget, forget the, you know, the is it possible? When was the last time that her and Frank Underwood got together? Oh, the night that he died, I would assume. The the night that he died, they had sex? Well, the night that Tom Yates died, they had sex. I guess so, but I feel like that they came back and they were fighting. (laughs) What do you... When did this come about that Frank Underwood and Claire Underwood, then they're in the midst of this whole big fight and she's the president and he wants a pardon and they slept together? I mean... Everybody said that Frank Underwood was delirious the night that he died. So, you know, maybe he was just really drunk, booty call, or maybe she spiked his drink. And I, I, I mean, with that, what? Quite, <laughs> I don't know. Some sort of uh, Viagra. I, I, well, I don't understand <laughs> what, what happened. A, a toxic mix of Viagra and, uh, you know, something to make him black out. Uh, did she want a baby with Frank Underwood? It seems like that would be the last thing she would want. It seems like it, but I think Claire always wants to keep her options open. 
And, you know, if it, if she realizes that it's not the right move, then clearly Claire Underwood has a, uh, a history of terminating a pregnancy if it's not going to okay. work. Now, all right, let me ask you this question. Uh, is it possible that she's carrying Tom Yates's baby? No, because that was really long ago. I, I don't think it was that much longer than when uh, Frank Underwood died. I think well, I think that she was just sworn in as president. Mm-hmm. Right around when she killed Tom Yates. So I think that that's way too far. In the I mean, past. it would be like a, maybe a month before when we're talking about Frank Underwood. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, somebody would really have to crunch these numbers. None of it seems to make sense timing wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, you know, could it be like Mark Usher's baby or something? I don't know. I didn't <sighs> see that, but. Yeah. Because is this all just a, a means to an end to get out of the uh, Doug Stamper getting everything in Frank Underwood's will? Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a loophole with their uh, with their prenup. But does that even count if the baby is I mean, I guess if the baby's born after Frank dies, it's still Frank's baby. It still inherits everything. Um, inherits what, though? What does Frank Underwood have? I don't know. It's I, it can't just be money. Like if that would be such a letdown if all of this is for like, you know, a couple million dollars that Frank Underwood had. There yeah. has to be something more. I mean, it was always that Frank Underwood came from nothing. He was a true David and Claire came from the very wealthy family. If anything, Claire Hale slash Underwood has way more money than Frank had. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. unless Frank was involved in a ton of shady business dealings, but Frank Underwood was never motivated by money. Right. And I mean, we know that Frank had a connection to the Shepherds and had this foundation, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know what, what else could be in there. Unless it's like I said before, like just some big buried treasure somewhere with like a genie in it, like in the beginning of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I can't think of what, uh, what other material possessions could be that important. So it has to be information about something. I don't know. I don't know uh, what's going on here. Where do we go from here now? And then Doug took something off of the bottom of the desk. What was it? Was that like a flash drive that Frank Underwood put in the desk? I had to watch that twice because at first it was really dark in that scene. And it kind of looked like what Doug pulled out was the will. But it was the bottom of the desk where Doug carved his initials with that letter opener into the bottom of the desk. Mm-hmm. So this message to Doug about remember the last thing I gave you. Well, the last thing he gave him was the letter opener, which he carved his initials. in. so that was, you know, th- that was the clue, the clue. leading right. Doug out of the escape room and into the Oval Office to find his flash drive. <laughs> yeah. So I think we could take off the Doug is going to <laughs> bludgeon or I guess you wouldn't bludgeon with it with a letter stab. opener stab. And he will not do that with uh, to Claire Underwood. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, unfortunately, my my prediction that the will contained the exclusive directions for how to, you know, how to murder Claire Underwood and what her Achilles heel Good is theory. with with the letter opener in the Oval Office. So uh, what's monster. on the flash drive? All of the secrets, all of the very important secrets about Claire Underwood. And um, yeah, I, I, it's, I mean, this is, has to be the information that is this valuable. Mm-hmm. And we have two yeah. episodes to find out what this MacGuffin is. Um, do you think that the writers of this show will take um, what has been done in a lot of a lot of movies and they have this MacGuffin that you're chasing all season long, trying to figure out what it is, and then they never actually show you what it is? Mm. 
Like, give me an example, like uh, uh, the like so the, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly. The briefcase in Pulp Fiction. There are a couple more recent ones too, but um, that's probably the most famous. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, we've only got two episodes left here. Yeah, one of the Mission Impossible movies has a similar plot to this too, and it's actually around a flash drive with a lot of information on it. And mm-hmm. um, the they go. It's Mission Impossible three, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they finally get the information and then they never actually reveal what is on the flash drive. Yeah. Well, I think that Doug needed something to get back on equal footing with Claire in the Doug versus Claire battle, because it does seem as though all things have gone in Claire's direction. Right. Yeah. And um, and it's, it seems like most of the other pawns have been wiped off the board at this point. Um, yeah. So, you know, we really are going to see this this epic showdown between Claire and Doug. <laughs> the poster for House of Cards season six, at least on Netflix, like the when you were like going through Netflix, that it is Robin Wright on one side and then uh, Doug Stamper on the the right side. Yeah, and I do wonder if this was the basic structure for this season, and they just kind of rewrote a lot of the stuff for Frank to be Doug. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that because didn't they say that they didn't change the script that much? I, I believe so. Um, and I mean, they are always going to include the shepherds because Greg Kinnear was going to be on this show mm. um, from the beginning. So, you know, maybe instead of having Frank Underwood, they have his will in place of him and just rewrote some of that stuff. Um, and, you know, the season would have opened with Frank getting out of the psych- psychiatric hospital. Um, I, I think you could probably see how this tracks pretty closely with what they were planning for this season. So do we have any guess of what could be on the flash drive? I, I mean, I don't know what it could be like. What possible secrets could there be about Claire Hill unless it ties back in with her childhood and with uh, with these flashbacks that we've seen? Because we oh. really don't have any any tie to the present with these flashbacks. I mean, yeah, thematically, they've kind of fit. But why introduce this in this season if it's not going to pay off somewhere? Yeah. Is it some sort of a full confession for Frank Underwood? Here's everything I've ever done. Why would Doug want to reveal that, though? It seems like everything Doug has done has been to protect Frank Underwood. He won't admit to Hammerschmidt that Frank Underwood killed those people. Um, And I just don't think that that Doug is interested in getting a Frank confession out there. Is it a version of the events of House of Cards where Claire was responsible for everything? Maybe. And like, so sort of like what Claire does to Mark Usher. (laughs) Right. it's, It's just like hearsay. Man, but he just takes it as fact. Oh, uh, that clear. He's. <laughs> I, I almost was going to do the confession <laughs> as, as I, I heard a part of it. Yeah, uh, but basically, is he saying like, well, you know, uh, my wife was insanely jealous of Zoe Barnes, so she pushed her in front of a train, and then uh, she did this, she did this, she did this. She was really a bad person. I mean, that would be really interesting and would tie the whole series together pretty nicely. Um, but just like the Mark Usher. Uh, accusations it seems very loose mm-hmm. like yes okay maybe you could say it was Claire that pushed Zoe Barnes but there's footage of a man doing it like there is security footage of that yeah and each of these things like you probably could find evidence to say well no Claire was in this spot you know Claire has an alibi or whatever I mean but like storyline wise that would make sense as a way to wrap up this show it would, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if that would make sense. 
Yeah. I, I mean, here we are with two, two episodes left of the show. Uh, we are on the edge of our seat. So they've done a good job of that. We don't know where this is going. Yeah. It's, I think that this really ra- like ramped up the intensity and made me really excited to see the last two episodes, especially just because this show now has done what a lot of shows do where they cut out a bunch of sub characters as we reach the ending points. So we can really just focus on the very important storylines. Does cl- the announcement of, of Claire Hale, President Hale, with child. President does- Hale also. Sorry to cut you off, but President Hale is just. That just you don't invokes, like it. No, that that invokes to me things. Stick with. I, I get that she's trying to distance from Underwood, but the the term Hale, uh, when she like said Nathan that, Hale. Uh, no, I was thinking more like Hitler and like oh, you know, like Hale. Yes, that kind of Hale. Yeah, is that pronounced Hale though? Um, well, maybe. I, I mean, I feel like people say Hale though in terms of like dictators and mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah my, in german it might be pronounced Heil, yeah i'm not i think it's i think it's at least spelled that way yeah it is spelled that way but it, i mean hail is spelled h-a-l-e yeah and the hail that i'm talking about is h-a-i-l yes um, also invokes the university of michigan fight song so <laughs> it was bad and in, in all we have hail here. to the chief yeah that's true we do have hail to the chief yeah uh and uh but nathan hale was uh was he was he a tra- was he a traitor or he was not a traitor he said uh, no I, I regret that i have but one life to give for my country is nathan hale a real person <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> from he's from uh the revolutionary war oh okay it sounded familiar i was just, i wasn't sure if i was like wait i think it's nathan green on this show yeah uh yes yeah, so maybe maybe it is meant to invoke that or or uh hale wasn't there Hale's Comet or was that Haley's Comet? That's Haley's Comet. We're oh, really okay. off the. Is it like Haley strong at all? Oh, maybe. Yes. <laughs> She's a strong leader. So that's where she gets the hail from. Yeah. All right. But back to what I was saying with President Hale. So now that she is with child, do you feel like that this changes the equation of whether or not we will see her perish in these next two episodes? Uh, I don't think so. I, don't think so. I mean, you think they'll still kill her off even if she's pregnant? Yeah. Um, you know, because if she dies I don't think with they will. child, if she dies with child, you can you can add that to the, you know, Claire died a hero um, or, you know, we'll see if she's going to die a hero or a villain. But if she dies as a hero and then it comes out that she was pregnant as well. It's like, oh my God, you know, what, what a tragedy. Do you think, is it possible we get a time jump? Claire Underwood dies in childbirth. Oh, like a, like a Padme situation. Like a Padme situation. And then who's going to raise the baby? Like, I feel like thematically it works with what's going on with, uh, with the shepherds. Yeah, that, I mean, that could be one way to do it. Or uh, could we get a time jump all the way to the baby being an adult and we get like an old Claire in makeup and it's, you know, now it's 2048 and uh, we're seeing baby Underwood now taking over <laughs> the, the family business. Uh, as what? As president. As pre- The baby is going to be president in 2048? Yeah. Because we've uh, had I don't think the math you know, works on that. Well, I, or, yeah. No, I guess it would be 20 years old. Okay, so 2062. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Big time jump. Is it yeah. possible that we could see then uh, Claire Underwood die in childbirth and Annette Shepard will raise uh, the Claire Hale baby? That would be pretty wacky. <laughs> Why? That's her thing. To raise, to raise other people's babies? Yeah, but not her enemies' babies. They were frenemies. Remember when they did the crane thing? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that, the dance-off. Yeah, remember uh, in the play that Claire said, you know my part, you, you do it. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm uh, to run off into the woods. That thematically works, it would tie in. Um, you take it, you, you know what to do. If Claire Underwood dies in childbirth, though, don't you think that's a little bit of a, like, going out with a whimper? Like, Claire Underwood needs to die some big, bold death. Mm, I don't know. that Maybe, and she has a, she has a daughter, uh, thematically, you know, she is. Uh, I don't know. I could see them like looking for a way out of how do we, you know, keep Claire Claire Hale a sympathetic figure. Yeah, um, I think that is going to be the big question. Going but also in the story. Yeah. yeah, well, and in the story, but maybe leave it open for a spinoff or like an AMC <laughs> movie. What's the spinoff? The baby. Yeah, and that shepherd raising the baby or, yeah. you know, way in the future, the baby taking over. I mean, they they could bring this show back now. We'll see. But but that, that is I'm going to be interested to see if they do leave this open to uh, continuing the story. Zach, we had some thrills at the end of the episode with everything going on with these uh, these deaths and the uh, announcement of Claire's pregnancy. But I really feel like we have lost the thread with the shepherds. Yeah, the the shepherd situation got pretty hairy. What um, are we even talking about anymore with them? I don't know. Um, and I don't know if we're wiping them off the board now. At least <laughs> Bill Shepard, because um, he was sick. Like, oh, looked like he was dying at the beginning of the episode. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh, this is only 10 minutes in. I still got a shot. At, I got an inside shot at the Bill Shepard death bet by six, uh, sixth episode, 22 minutes. Yeah, I, I kept pausing it to check and see how much time was how, how much time I got. And then Bill Shepard, when he comes on and he's in that mad feverish rage, I yeah. paused it and it, we were 24 minutes in. And I was like, yeah. all right, I won the bet. Yes, you got the bet. Well, were there stakes to that bet? I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was just for pride. OK, for pride. You are the winner. I am the I am the idiot loser. But Bill Shepard, he gets some sort of experimental treatment in this episode. He has some sort of a fever. He comes out of it seemingly uh, OK, maybe a little worse for the wear. But we end up having the confrontation between Annette and Duncan of <laughs> Duncan is less millennial douche now and more like emo yeah emo teenager he's reached that phase now where he's how could you yeah so how upset. could you the house I'm the housekeeper's baby I mean it, on the skip we're gonna rank the ultimate house of cards or revelations <laughs> Duncan is Annette Shepard's housekeeper's baby where does that rank for you yeah, it's, that's lower on the uh, list for sure. Um, almost to the point where it's like, that can't be the real, the real reveal. Like, there's got to be more coming. Um, and we still don't know who the father is. Although, I feel one like night stand. Yeah, the, but then Annette is like, Bill, say it. Say it, you coward. Well, who could it's, it be? Who could it's it be? It's got to be Bill. Bill has to be the Bill father. Shepard? I mean, he was uh, so mean to Duncan. 
Well, he's been mean to remember he told Duncan that he was uh, he was dumber than Seth and dumber than the lamp and dumber than the rug. So Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's been mean to him a lot. And, you know, doesn't mean he's a good father. Just means he's a father. But what does that buy us? What does that get us if we have a reveal that Bill Shepard is actually Duncan's father and he that Bill Shepard had uh, slept with the housekeeper? What does that buy us? I have no idea. <laughs> but what I mean, what character could be Duncan's father outside of Frank Underwood that okay. would have any sort of like impact? Well, Frank Underwood, I don't think hooked up with Annette Shepard's housekeeper. It, that does seem <laughs> weird. I mean, maybe I mean, Frank Underwood does like the threesome. So maybe it was a threesome with Annette. Uh, Shepard I guess and so. The housekeeper. I mean, Bill Shepard is the only logical person that makes you know any sense that it could have been. Yeah, it it, but like, I don't know where they go from there. If it is that Duncan is Frank Underwood's son, then that ties in with this whole uh, will and um, and and, uh, prenuptial agreement that they had as well. So, I mean, you know, maybe everything gets left to Duncan because it turns out Duncan is Frank's son. Yeah, that is interesting in terms of thematically, there has been a lot in terms of paternity and in the whole Incurious George storyline. And so, but if, if Duncan, you know, all this time believed that he was Annette's child, then found out that he was not Annette's uh, offspring, then is he sort of written out of the will in terms of when Bill Shepard passes? But is he in Bill Shepard's will? I I don't know if because if you can prove paternity, what does he get that? I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with that. But it really, it just seemed like the least interesting thing that the show could explore in these next two episodes. I mean, there was yeah. a point where Bill Shepard, Duncan and Annette were talking about where did Duncan come from? And I was just thinking to myself aloud, what am I watching? Why, why, why am so I invested in this? I watched six seasons of this show. This is the last three episodes, and we're exploring Duncan's paternity. It would be different if Duncan had been on the show for longer, but for I guess, three characters I guess. who were just introduced, <laughs> like, it is kind of silly. Season six newbies, and at least Greg Kinnear and uh uh Diane Lane. Diane Lane you know okay we're we're talking about you know okay we got some uh, some talent here not not to say the actor the actor that plays Duncan has been in some things but they, that you know n- hardly a name major name yeah an up and comer yeah, maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see you know they're just setting off the spinoff that Duncan can be a big part of this house of cards too yeah what did you think about uh, we saw Melody Cruz uh, that she was reacting to the uh, abortion storyline. Uh, Claire, you know, you like you knew she would. It's like, you know, water off a duck's back that she uh, was able to <laughs> deflect all of this. Um, later on in the episode, we would see Melody Cruz turn on uh, poor Mark Usher. I did really like that because that worked as a way to show you the shepherds had turned on Mark Usher. <laughs> uh, instead of the shepherds doing something, you know, that the, the mouthpiece for the shepherds is the one who's speaking out against Usher. And if that's going on, then 
we know as the audience and Mark Usher knows, oh, the tide has turned against me. I'm screwed. Yes, Mark Usher's like, oh, oh, no, no, not Melody Cruz, the most yeah. influential vlogger in all of Washington, D.C. Her journalistic integrity. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, how could you? Um, I mean, now with Hammerschmidt gone, though, there is a, you know, there is a void that Melody Cruz can step into. Well, yeah, Janine is really, you know, uh, firmly in that role. Uh, we saw her getting faxes from one of the guys from the factory who ultimately has uh, all of the information to prove that the uh, the shepherds were aware of uh, this uh, big catastrophe that happened at the plant. Yeah. Fax machine making a reappearance yeah. this season. Yeah, well, they can't, uh, I guess, hack your fax machine. Yeah, that's true. They that probably doesn't want to use email. Yeah, nobody's thinking about it. Well, you have to go. I mean, nobody has a fax machine anymore. So if you're going to fax, you have to go somewhere, you know, like a copy shop. Right. Like, uh, so any like fax machine is like a burner phone is what you're right. saying. <laughs> yeah, well, but then you're out in the open. And if anybody sees you in there and yeah, knows they, that you're faxing. They could come through. If any, if you see anybody at a fax machine, you know, they're up to no good. Yeah, it's like a pay phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should should the drug cartels be getting more involved with fax machines instead of like oh like they're watching our email get on uh, fax yeah fax we'll, we'll see if jimmy mcgill we can get him pushing some fax machines yeah that i mean uh this seems like a uh a very uh you know uh ingenious idea for the criminals out there <laughs> just the facts man like cause i feel like they can wiretap your phone can they wiretap your fax <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. They could read everything that you're sending, but uh, how, is that, you know, is that permissible in court? The fax machines? Yeah. Plays a big role. Okay. Fax machines, Western Union. When, you know, when we're worried about everything being hacked, we have those as our fallbacks. I have a lot of questions from other things from the episode, Zach. Maybe you could answer them for me. Um, where did, was Jane Davis taken to? Uh, just like a safe house, I think. Okay. I, I or do they, you mean last year, like in the last episode? Last episode. Oh, well, they sent Saudi Arabia. Yeah. She, and she's back? Yeah. Uh, Claire got her out, and Claire wanted to know what she had told them, and uh, it doesn't seem like Jane Davis shared that information hmm. with Claire. Okay. Um, what's going on with Nathan? Uh, Nathan just had a baby boy. Congratulations. More, more paternity, and... Yes. Uh, it seemed like that that was seem menacing the way that Claire brought up uh, that uh, like, oh, uh, you must be up late from the feedings. Uh, you seem distracted. Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. It seemed like he was just delivering, you know, all of the information to Claire. Um, what I got from that is I think Claire is trying to tell Nathan, like, OK, you need to take out Doug now um, without saying it. And when Nathan was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we're just monitoring him and, you know, things are fine. Uh, it seems like Claire's like Nathan might not be willing to do what needs to be done to protect me. I thought that she was sort of like threatening him. Like, uh, look, uh, I know all about you. Don't don't uh, mess with me. Don't stutter. I know when you're being deceptive. She yeah. knows everybody. Like she said with, with Jane Davis, she's like, she's like, I, I've noticed that you pet your hair right before you tell a lie. And it's like, you know, uh, Nathan, I feel like that you are, uh, you know, uh, you seem like you're, uh, you know, not being straight with me. Yeah. You're tired. Um, and the Jane Davis thing, I did write down, you know, in all bold letters, rewatch. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch all of the Jane Davis things and see if that's true. If she does push her hair back before she tells a lie. Yeah. Okay. Where do we go from here? Uh, so, I mean, I think we're 
going full speed ahead into Claire versus Doug. We have a lot of loose end information out there. What about Mark uh, Usher? He feels like a one of the remaining bosses that is out there for Claire Underwood to officially yeah, take a, down. What a terrible prediction by me that we're not going to see Mark Usher again. As soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Making that prediction. Yeah. So what is Mark Usher trying to do? He's trying to get a special counsel to investigate uh, himself. Uh, yeah, just to prove that Claire Underwood is actually behind it. I mean, if you're Mark Usher, why wouldn't you want a special prosecutor? Because, right. I mean, there's no there's no evidence linking him except the Tom Yates body, which he still just keeps hanging on to in his freezer. Yeah, I kind of feel like that that it's a real you know sign that somebody is innocent when they say, please, I th- there should be a special prosecutor. Get a get a special prosecutor to look into this, please. That uh, I would I would like nothing more than to have the special prosecutor. You would think, um, but like that, that sounds very innocent to me. Right. But as Claire said, the new attorney general is going to play a big role for her Mm -hmm. uh, in making sure this doesn't happen. And, uh, you know, uh, shout out to Johnny G. Silvera for bringing up that. Yes, Claire has a new cabinet, but none of them have been confirmed. They're just in there with no confirmation. Right. But uh, I kind of feel like that from recent events, uh, I feel like that it seems like you can just fire a, uh, a Senate appointed or a Senate confirmed position and then put whoever you want in there. Yeah. House of Cards can really see the future, it seems like. Well, and Claire was even talking about her attorney general. She's like, oh, she's going to be very, very valuable to me. Yes. Got to make sure that she can uh, keep this Mark Usher situation under control. I mean, that does seem like that that's like, a you know, you put if you were going to be a president, like uh, just get everybody appointed through the Senate. And then once they're in there, it seems like then you could just fire willy nilly and put whoever you want. Then, yeah, just make your substitution. <laughs> yeah. I don't once know. You break once you break one political norm. It's just the, the that happens. Are open. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. OK. All right. Um we have any questions about chapter 71? Uh, we do. Um, I also have some other things that okay. I noticed that because there was just so much in this episode. I want to make sure that we hit everything. Um, so I'll start like chronologically. The first was I really liked that we saw that presidential address from Claire mm-hmm. um, where she's in front of the camera sitting at the at the uh, Oval Office desk. I think we might have seen Frank Underwood do that once before, um, but it did seem like a very serious uh, way to handle this. And it was all about the abortion news about her, mm-hmm. um, about her not her and Frank, you know, not having viable children. But she was a viable, you know, realistically, they weren't viable parents. Yeah, I mean, uh, did they change their mind? I don't know if we have ever gotten it explained in the narrative in terms of, you know, I understand like, oh, uh, hey, we're for, uh, like I'm pregnant. Oh, this is bad. Like what was uh that did Claire decide that she didn't want to do it? Was it that Frank wanted Frank said, OK, we need to have a baby because we need to prove that we're normal. And then they ultimately uh, decided not to go in that direction. I mean, it might have been a, a group decision, especially now that we know that there was this uh, prenup that definitely complicates things. Maybe one or the other decided because of the prenup uh, that they didn't want the child. But the you know, there were three different three different times. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, one time could have been Claire, one time could have been Frank, and one time was them together. Because I'm not crazy, right? At the end of season one, Claire Underwood wanted a baby, right? Yeah, I do believe that was probably around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there was a podcast that we were on where we were talking about, well, isn't 
Aren't they a little old to be trying to conceive a child? And here we are. Fast forward. Later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if we know how old Claire Underwood is. And again, you know, modern medicine is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, and Claire did say that's the last she'll ever say on the abortion subject. And uh, now that we know the reason why is because she's going to have this pregnancy announcement, then, uh, yeah. yeah, she will no longer be talking about that. Yeah. Um, the timetable on all this won't be keeping me up at night tonight. Yeah, that's probably smart. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you try to dig too deep, you're just going to get lost in the weeds. Yes. OK. Um, what did you think about Doug uh, kidnapping or dog napping the Hammerschmidt dog, which yeah. we've seen? throughout the series what happened there hammer schmidt like uh ran for it and tied his dog up at his house it, it seems like the dog was at the house and somebody had been to hammer schmidt's house before doug trying to find probably uh whatever information was in this article so you know maybe it was seth or somebody who was working with the shepherds who showed up uh, and then doug showed up after them and saw the aftermath but it yeah. wasn't super clear yeah and then doug Doug decided, oh, I'll take his dog. That's a good way to get him to work with me. Well, let me speak directly to the late, great uh, Tom Hammerschmidt. Tom, you claim that you love your dog. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. Next time you go on the lamb from guys that want to kill you, you take that dog with you, buddy. Well, do we know that he was on the I, I think that he had just left the house for whatever reason. I don't think he was on the lamb. Um, so it's like you don't take your dog with you every time you go out to like run an errand. Well, he took the dog with him to a burger place. I don't that's know true. if if that's uh, <laughs> you know, it's not a service animal. Yeah, Tom Hammerschmidt is definitely a guy who would bring his dog on an airplane. <laughs> so I got the impression that he's like, oh, Doug's coming here to kill me. I better get I better get out of here. Yeah, well, then maybe he didn't care that much about the dog. Yeah, but I think that it's I think it's more he was just out and about and didn't take the dog and then bad guys came in and, t- and like chained the dog to the radiator or whatever oh yeah probably because they wanted to you know keep the dog away from them while they went through everything i guess so all right yeah yeah um, that was, that's in the deleted scenes i guess i guess so we'll find um, we'll watch it with the commentary yeah and then we've got uh more brett cole He's now working with the shepherds um, and working with Fred. Oh, yeah. There was that one scene where then uh, they brought Doug in to go see the shepherds. A couple of reveals uh, there. So, yes. Um, I mean, Bill Shepard for I mean, so how Mark Usher works for Bill Shepard. I mean, he's a what a (laughs) what a mover (laughs) and a shaker. Mark Usher gets around if you have not noticed. (laughs) Yeah. And so what was the story here that there was a quote unquote troubled young woman who uh, had an affair with Brett Cole and uh, that Mark Usher really like got in her face and was like, that's it. Who do you think you are? That's yeah. Brett Cole. That's Bas- Brett Cole. That's Brett Cole's music. My God. Yeah. You, you, you leave him alone. Get out of here. Go away. We never want to see you again. Yeah. Might as well just jump off a bridge or something. And then, oops. Yeah. That's what she actually did. Yeah. Or allegedly. I mean, who knows? Where are we going with Brett Cole? Uh, Brett Cole is going to be Speaker of the House and will be third in line, Uh-oh. which will make him second in line. That's why the, the Shepherds turned on Mark Usher, because now Brett Cole is second in line. Uh, and that just means all they have to do is knock off Claire and they have their guy in the White House. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel like that this uh, show is going to end with Brett Cole as the president. Yeah. House of Cards legacy. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. He's going to take it over. I did like after that scene that we get uh, Seth and Doug talking by the elevator and they bring up Tom Hammerschmidt and uh, Seth just says, oh, this is taking forever. 
And he's talking about the elevator, but he says it right after they're talking about Tom Hammerschmidt. So I still think they were talking about Tom. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seth is a glorified Aaron boy at this point. Uh, no, he's the vice president of research and operations. Yeah, but he has Shepherd nothing to do Freedom anymore. Foundation. Like yeah. he was good when he was, you know, giving it back to Mark Usher in the Petrov episode. But that's about it. Yeah. Um, no, he, he's doing all kinds of stuff and uh, he's just trying to keep his hands clean because he's in probably in, involved in a lot of the stuff that's about to go down with Bill Shepard and the cuffs. Yeah. All right. Uh, last. My last observation is th- the number three in this episode. Three. Yes. So at the beginning of the episode, we hear about three abortions. Yes. Which are three. Three. As I love when says. you have a, a, a crazy theory. Oh, I don't think it's a crazy theory. Okay. So we have the three abortions. <laughs> yes. We have the three deaths of Jane Davis, Kathy Durant and Tom Hammerschmidt. Boom, boom, boom. So we also had Jane Davis bring up three people who didn't know when to walk away. We have Boss Tweed, Nixon and Machiavelli. Mm hmm. And we have the three deaths that Frank Underwood is is responsible for. Zoe Barnes, Pete Rousseau, and Leanne. Mm-hmm. So that, that seems like that's got to, you know, that, that number three is is throughout this episode. Um, and I do really like the parallels of we have the especially the three deaths that Claire is responsible for and the three abortions she had in her past. Yeah, those 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 parallel really well together. OK. What does it mean that the third in line to the presidency is going to take over? Oh, could be. Um, I mean, we did have, uh, I think it was Jane Davis or Petrov who said uh, deaths come in threes. He or sometimes in fours and fives, right? Right. Well, four, you know, Claire might be four. Doug might be five. Yeah. Bill Shepard might be four. All right. Um, yes. Real quick. Let's just check in on our cast and you tell me, are they going to make it or not to the end of the series? Make it or break it. Okay. Claire Underwood. Here, let's uh, uh, let me write. I'll write this down. This is just like uh, I'll put a if you, you uh, we'll check this back in two episodes. Okay, okay. So Rob and Zach. Okay. So Claire. You say so, alive or the dead? End of the at series. The end. Yes. Um, I'm going to say dead. Okay. Uh, I will also say dead. Okay. Doug. Doug. Um, alive. I, I do like seeing Doug. Doug's make it all the way through. I will say that Doug will also be dead. He is an unrepentant murderer, and I think the show will kill him off. Uh, Bill Shepard. I'll say alive. It seems like Bill oh, Shepard should be dead, but okay. let's just go with alive. All right. I will say I will say dead. Uh, Annette Shepard. Uh, Annette Shepard. Alive. I don't think okay. she's at any she, risk. I think she's alive, too. Mark Usher. In prison, but alive. Ooh. Alive in prison. Uh... I will say also dead. Uh, we've got Duncan. <laughs> Duncan. Uh, yeah, alive. I don't think Duncan's going anywhere. Right, I'll say he's alive also. So who else? Any other principals that are Nathan still green? Nathan. I'm going to say dead for Nathan. Okay. Ooh, I'll say he's alive. Because uh, they set a, up a lawman. just had a child. So it could really make Claire look like a villain if she takes out Nathan green. Yes. And uh, let's see. Anybody else that's a, a major player? Uh, Seth? Uh, I don't think Seth's going. We're anywhere. not going to waste any time killing Seth. No. Okay. Um, what about uh, Janine? Uh, Janine will live. Okay. Uh, I'll say dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad you're writing these down. Yes. Janine. Um, 
I'll say she's alive and you say dead. I'm just looking, I'm looking at IMDb real quick to see if there's anybody else. Well, don't look at the episode counts for people. I, well, I, I don't know if they really uh, go off of if that, like how much we're really uh, that, that holds water. Uh, yeah. I'll look at the, I'll look at the first episode of the season uh, just to uh, just to get our, our, our major characters. Um, Brett Cole. Brett Cole, I, I think that is uh, not only alive, I think he's the president. Yeah, he's the future. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's about it. I think we lost a lot of uh, a lot of big people this week. We did lose a lot. Uh, this actually leads us into our question from Johnny D. Silvera. Yes. How long until Kelsey dies? Kelsey? We're not going to kill Kelsey. I did think that Claire had like a menacing look with Kelsey during that interaction when they were talking. Um, and I actually do also get the impression that Claire might take Kelsey out when she's no longer convenient. She might make her the vice president. I, I think that Claire is, she just keeps, she keeps going up the list. Yeah. Claire has been, you ladder. know, very high on Kelsey. She has, Kelsey. But she might be starting to, uh, starting to turn on her. Yes. Okay. All right. A- anything else, Zach? Yeah. We have a question from Brendan Fitzpatrick. Yes. What does, uh, Brendan of house Fitzy have to say? Uh, what are Zach's thoughts on Mark Usher's drink choice for mid morning being Johnny Walker black? I would have gone with bullet rye and I spotted, I spotted behind him personally. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it was Johnny Walker blue label and they, they held on that for a while and it was right after Claire was painting the baby's room or whatever room. A lot of blue. You know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was a lot of blue in this episode. Yeah. Um, you think that the Claire was painting a nursery? I, I do now. I didn't have time. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, so you feel like, and this is going to be a boy. It might, I mean, she was painting it blue, uh, just like Francis French Elf. Francis uh, Underwood Hale Jr. I think she's probably going to go away from. Well, see, that's the weird thing. If she's trying to distance herself from Frank, but now she's going to have Frank's child come into the mix. Yeah, maybe she could raise yeah. raise him right. M- Meacham Underwood, maybe. <laughs> Meacham. All right. <laughs> Let me thank our sponsor here for this episode of our House of Cards. A recap, chapter 71. Those are our friends over at betonline.ag. No odds on what is going on with House of Cards and who's going to make it. But uh, if there if there were, this would be the place to go. They're also the sponsor of the Podcast One Sports Net Challenge. Uh, recording this on Sunday morning, so I don't know how my uh, picks are going to uh, pan out here in week number 11 but zach i am just one spot off the leaderboard i'm one i'm on your ass ross tucker oh man watch your back ross watch your back panthers cardinals steelers saints lock of the week is the chargers uh for my picks i will be uh following it closely all day long today course uh it's thanksgiving week right now that means there's a ton of great football action in the nfl chicago is going to detroit washington is headed to dallas atlanta at new orleans all the great divisional matchups uh coming up in college football uh huge matchups with a rivalry game michigan versus ohio state go ohio state right Yep. Yeah. Go Buckeyes. Like the one time a year that I root for Ohio State is when they play Michigan. Yeah. Washington versus Washington State, Florida versus Florida State, Notre Dame at USC and much more. There's only one place to get in on all that action. BetOnline.ag. Don't wait any longer. Use promo code podcast one to receive that 50 percent sign up bonus. That's podcast one. 
for a 50% sign-up bonus. Go online, use your mobile phone to sign up today, and try in-game live betting where you can participate with all of the action with every play. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Zach, we've got Chapter 72 coming up. Do you think that we will see a lot of fireworks in Chapter 72 and then sort of a post-mortem type chapter 73? Or do you think that chapter 72 will be a calm before the storm and chapter 73 will be where everything really uh, goes down? I'm really hoping that we have fireworks in both episodes, like major, Whoa. major fireworks. Uh, let's, let's fire them all off. Let's get rid of all the ammo we have left. Yeah, but I mean, the next episode is the penultimate. So obviously we're going to have a great penultimate episode because that's usually what happens with these TV shows. Um, And, you know, I'm thinking back to like the last few episodes of Breaking Bad and I'm not going to spoil Breaking Bad, but the third to last episode, which is my favorite Breaking Bad Mm -hmm. episode of all time, was absolute madness. Just crazy insanity going on in that episode. Then the second to last episode was a little bit mellower, but still quite a bit of craziness. And then I thought that it kind of went out on a whimper in the last episode. Mm. Um, so, you know, are we going to see kind of that decline of craziness? Um, still a lot of loose threads, still a lot of things to tie up. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't think it's going to get too slowed down and, uh, you know, go out with a bang house of cards. You only had eight episodes and make the most of them. I suspect that we will have a maybe a slower chapter 72, which will uh, be designed to make you push play on that chapter 73 immediately immediately. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, this episode had a, a good cliffhanger at the end. So, um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to stop these episodes and, and have to talk about. Them, I know it is a better way to better way to get to the bottom of some of the timeline of events and uh, how exactly Claire Underwood could be pregnant with Frank's child. OK, maybe we'll get a flashback. I mean, we still have to find out how Frank Underwood died. I mean, are they just going to say that he died by uh, overdose of his liver medication or is there more to it than that? I don't know. Maybe he uh, had an overdose of Claire Underwood that night. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Well, we're not going to get a flashback with Frank in it, but, (laughs) you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that the night that the baby was, quote unquote, conceived, you know, something else happened. And that's how Frank Underwood died. Like this was all Claire's plan. um, And Claire could be a Tom Yates type situation. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too, because it really would be a letdown if it was like Bill Shepard, who's now going to prison in his cuffs. um, No cufflinks, though, just handcuffs Mm -hmm. is was the one responsible for Frank Underwood's death. I mean, that's just kind of a a letdown. It's got to either be. uh, Well, it's got to be Claire at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Who's left on the board. All right. So there you have it, Zach. Great job. Can't wait to get yes. back into it with Chapter 72. Follow Zach Brooks on Twitter. He's at BrooksZA. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.